<laughs> He's really spreading on yeah, today. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to the Amen Sister Podcast. Hey guys, it's been a while. (laughs) 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 So this week our podcast is going to be over having like a godly marriage and um, just some advice that we've received and just kind of talk about what the Bible talks about like as husband and wives, what our duties are. But first, we have some guest stars today. Woo! <laughs> Since we're talking about marriage, we have our husbands, which my husband couldn't be here because he's working evenings right now. But we have Kiera's husband, JD. Heard that. <laughs> <laughs> They're very shy boys. <laughs> and we have my husband, Big Sav. Hey, guys. <laughs> So, first, we're going to jump into the icebreaker, which is, what is your best dad joke? Since we have dad here, this was very fitting for this week. So, Kiara, let's start with you. Oh, let's just go start with dad. <laughs> yeah, let's start with our guests. Let's start with our let's guests. Let's start with our okay, okay, dad, wait. Okay, dad, let's start with you. <laughs> when two vegans get in an argument, is it still called beef? <laughs> <laughs> And even though he's not a dad yet, JD is another king of the dad jokes. So, yeah. JD, you want to go next? Prepared. I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. I'll go next. What bone will a dog never eat? A trombone. <laughs> No, wait, we're doing this over marriage, right? You go, honey. You rock that that drum. So low. Okay. Okay. What does a police officer say to his belly? You're under a vest. Okay. All right, Man, I wish I would have told you guys I could get your full reactions because you girls. I can't, remember what, I can't remember what you was like. How did the hamburger introduce his girlfriend? Meet Patty. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump right on into the podcast. So, one more. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> My wife is really mad at me at the fact that I have no sense of direction. So I pack my stuff and write. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of left. Oh, God. It took care of it. Kira's just like fakely laughing at all of the dead. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? <laughs> so we're going to jump right into this week's topic. And we're going to be talking about like we said earlier, just like having a godly marriage. And I think, first of all, it's really important, like when you start out dating someone and like dating for the purpose of marriage, it's so important and you have to get on the same page with that person. I think it was a super hard thing for me with my husband because uh, we weren't like, you know, on the same page about a lot of things about like boundaries and everything. And it was really hard to have those talks. Um, but I'm really glad that I did now because we both got on the same page and, um, understood each other. And then our marriage ended up, you know, a lot better because of it and like so much healthier. And we're both really happy 
because we put God in the center and made him the foundation of our marriage. And I think that's really important, like, before you even talk about, like, marriage, making sure that, like, that relationship leading into marriage is good and healthy and you have those boundaries of, like, those Christian boundaries. Like, God has to be your foundation because you're truly not going to prosper and you're truly not going to love that person to, like, your fullest potential if you don't have Jesus as the foundation for your marriage. And I know mom and dad have experienced a marriage where God was not in the center of their marriage. Mm -hmm. And then now God is the center of their marriage. So if you guys want to talk a little bit about where you, you know, what you've learned. Because they've been married for how many years? How many? (laughs) Twelve. (laughs) (laughs) We've been married going on our 25th. And uh, like the girl said, we didn't start out on the right foot. I, I think the the most basic and important thing in marriage is is building that foundation first uh realizing that marriage is not just between husband and wife it's between husband and wife and a bond with god Amen. and uh, it's very important uh it took us a long time to learn that uh, through a lot of heartaches and a lot of sorrows throughout our marriage but uh it's important to to start out uh, with that kind of foundation in a marriage. Yeah. And I, I know um, we were talking about this a couple of days ago, but newsflash, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that your marriage is perfect. doesn't mean that you're not going to argue and that you're not going to have disagreements and things like that. You're still going to have those. And I think the key is um, going back to our Bibles and reading, um, you know, and remembering that, just because our significant other has upset us, that doesn't give us an excuse not to pray for them. Um, even when you're upset at your spouse, you still need to continue to pray for them. Um, pray for yourself. Um, you know, it's not a bad thing to always pray and make sure that you're in the right um, place, your heart's in the right place. And I know sometimes um, with marriage, you're going to have disagreements. You know, you're sharing your entire life with this person. And it's easy to to get aggravated and things like that. Not always see eye to eye. But, you know, no matter what anybody tells you, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that your marriage is completely perfect and that you're never going to argue because we've seen our fair share of arguments and (laughs) (laughs) disagreements. But you have to find a common ground, and that common ground should be God and should be, you know, prayer for each other, lifting each other up in prayer daily, um, numerous times a day, actually. And and another important thing to think about is if if you're truly following God with your whole heart and you're giving God your whole heart, um, you'll be pleasing to your spouse mm-hmm. because you'll you'll be following the right leader. And uh, I've failed at marriage a lot. I've I've let my wife down, let my kids down. But uh, one thing God has never done is let me down. And I've learned from the mistakes that I've made and things that I've went through in my life that. I, I've, I've got to depend on him wholeheartedly. I mean, above all things, you've got to depend on God, whether it be your marriage, your job, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And it, it took us, like I said earlier, it took us a lot of heartache to, to figure that out. But uh, yeah. once you figure it out, uh, it, it's a lot easier. Life's a lot easier. And, uh, you know, it's important to also know that uh, one thing to take with you uh, is a happy wife, happy life. That's <laughs> that's Amen. definitely because <laughs> if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. 
I think it's important to remember that your spouse is the most important person in your life. They're your yeah, biggest supporter, yeah. and in turn, you should be their biggest supporter. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, some people have kids, and but I think above all, it should be God number one, and then your spouse comes next. So I yeah. think that yeah. is the key to a, yeah. to a good marriage, too. There, at the end of the day, it, it what... I guess, and I don't mean to keep talking. I guess no, it, while ahead. it's our, uh, you know, they they called us to to kind of speak. <laughs> but uh, I guess that at the end of the day, that uh, you know, you just gotta you gotta give it your whole one hundred percent. You know, the mm-hmm. wife has to give a hundred percent. The husband has to get a hundred percent. Fifty fifty does not work, mm-hmm. and and it will not work. You got to give a hundred percent at everything you do. And uh, you don't be afraid to laugh together. I mean, yeah. that, 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 I think that's one of our big, <laughs> uh, besides God, one of our big things was uh, being able to uh, laugh at each other. Make fun of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Parker preached a message one time that was like, you can't, like the, the most you're ever going to love your spouse is whenever you have God first. Yeah. And it's because he shows you what true love is and you're able to actually pursue that person. And the Bible tells us, you know, like husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. And like, that's a big responsibility. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to love each other as, you know, Christ would love. And, Sometimes it's hard to, it's not like you don't love your spouse, but you do go through rough patches just as mom was talking about. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And, and remember, uh, you know, when you, when you take the, uh, oath of marriage before God, um, it's till death do us part. So at the end of the day, you know, we raised our kids and, and, uh, um, they're going to go on and be with their spouse one day and and leave home and 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 at the end of the day it's going to be you and your spouse and uh, they're going to be there when everybody else is gone i mean you want your kids there all the time you want grandkids there all the time and there's nothing better but at the end of the day (laughs) at the end of the day uh you know we, we we go to bed together and we get up together every day and that's going to continue until death do us part and uh you know, the best advice I can give is is don't don't base your marriage on somebody else's marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, base your marriage on what the Bible tells you to base it on, mm-hmm. and uh, love with all you've got. Love your spouse with all you got. Don't talk about them behind their back or put them down behind their back. Yeah. Uh, build them up. That's mm-hmm. that's your uh, that's your go to, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for my wife. Oh, I'm go. blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I think another big... By the way, uh, I'm married out of my league, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's really spreading on yeah, today. He <laughs> He's wanting to buy something. <laughs> um, I think communication is a big, important part. Um, that's something that I feel like at the beginning of our marriage we really had a problem with. And I feel like we've gotten better at it over the years. And that's one piece of advice that I've given to the girls is try to be um, open you know, with your spouse and allow them to be open with you and, and to understand that, you know, us women, we try to feel like we're always right. And it's hard, I think, especially for us sometimes to say, okay, I'm sorry, I was wrong. That's a big that thing. That was really hard, actually. <laughs> That's really hard. Um, but communication is key and just um, trying to understand how your partner feels. And I know Travis said 
Um, you know, you shouldn't be talking about your partner behind their back. You know, if you're going to talk about your partner, then you need to be talking to God about them. Um, you know, and not just pointing out, you know, well, he did this and Lord, you know, touch him and pray, you know, I pray for him that he straightens up and does this. But sometimes it's us that need to, you know, realize that some of the problem lies within ourselves. It's easier to, to point at one another and say, you're to blame, you're to blame. But sometimes we need to take the blame and, and really work on our marriage. And it is a gift. And marriage really is so fun. I know a lot of people, um, if you're with the right person, marriage is, is so fun. And something that I look for, you know, whenever I was looking for someone to spend the rest of my life with is that person should bring you closer to God. Yeah. Not further away from God. So that is one of the number one characteristics to look for somebody that you're going to spend the rest of your life with is that they bring you closer to God. Yeah, I definitely agree. The the laughing and, and poking of each other is always good. I, I <laughs> yeah. think, uh, Don't take life too serious, we, including yeah, your we, marriage. <laughs> we've been married going on 25 years and together since high school, uh, since ninth grade, and we're still able to make fun of each other. Yeah. And I, I, I even call her can't get right because, <laughs> uh, you know, if, if anybody can mess it up, my wife can. Okay. <laughs> but okay. I'm proud of her. He was she, doing real good. <laughs> <laughs> digging a hole now so tonight when i'm sleeping on the couch i'll I'll ponder on what i just said but never be too busy to go out and grab a bite to eat go Mm -hmm. down and go down to mcdonald's and get an ice cream and just drive around and talk Mm -hmm. Uh, don't don't let uh, a lack of communication that works in marriage and it works with with being a christian Uh, you've got to have that communication line between your spouse and and with god Uh, that's too Places you don't want to lack in communication. So, uh, when you were single, JD, what were you looking for? Were you looking for a godly woman? Did you have requirements they needed to meet for all the single ones out there? I think to the church and all my friends and my family, I was the guy that was never going to get married because I was so picky. <laughs> Which is ironic because they said I'm the same ugly. thing about me. <laughs> No, it's ironic because that people said the same thing about me. I feel like dad always told me, he was like, you are way too picky. He was like, you got your thing. standards way too high. He was like, life is not, it's not like the Hallmark movies. And that's not necessarily what I was looking for, but I just knew what I didn't want. Yeah. I knew, you know, I didn't know exactly everything that I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. And I seen what it, you know. Well, and I didn't mean it. When I said that, I didn't mean it as in, you know, don't, you know, a lot of people watch a Hallmark movie and they, they want a marriage like that or those the are cabin fa- and yeah, you those are snowed fa- in. They're and- not going to be riding on a white steed and, and, and haul you off and, and uh, you never run into problems and stuff, uh, you know, uh, that's not the way, that's when that's what I was trying to tell my girls is, you know. If, if you are single and you are looking and maybe you're thinking, I'll never find somebody. Uh, first of all, if, if you're not saved, get saved yeah. and, uh, and pray for God to send you a good godly person because mm-hmm. better than uh, uh, the most handsome prince you've ever seen riding in on a white steed and hauling you off is somebody that will go to their knees and pray uh, when you're going through a rough time or they'll cry with you or they'll listen to you. And, and I'm like JD, I, my head looks like it's wore out two or three bodies already. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking that about, but no, I, uh, but no, I, I'm thankful the girls found good guys and, and they're good godly men. And that's, that's all I could ask for. Uh, 
God has truly blessed me with a, a wonderful wife, a beautiful wife, and uh, a wife I've always wanted. And uh, she grouchy also, sometimes, uh, though. Most of the time, yeah. But, <laughs> He's learned to live with I, it. I might have wanted a grouchy wife. You don't know. But, it's but, just uh, what you needed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, the girls uh, married good boys, and I'm thankful for them. They're, they're good men, not boys, but they're good good guys. And that, the Lord will send them to you if you just wait, but you got to be patient and wait. Marriage is a beautiful thing, but it's also really messy at the same time, I feel like. Yeah, you, you know, see like my it's... house right now. It's pretty messy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that person, your spouse is the person that sees you at your absolute worst. Yeah. Like, they're the one person, and I apologize to JD all the time because I feel like he sees the absolute worst part of me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, you're, you don't, not that you put up a front to other people, but you kind of do sometimes. They don't see how, like, the things that you're truly going through. Yeah. But your spouse sees you in all of your brokenness. Yeah, it's they like, see, the, yeah, they see the ugliest yeah. parts of you, well, and they love you anyway. And I feel like... Just speaking from a preacher's wife, pastor's wife, um, you ladies know what I'm talking about. When you go to the church, you know, you could have just had the worst day. Everything went wrong. The baby is crying. You don't feel well. Your husband has upset you. And you are just giving him down the road. And then as soon as you step into the church, it's all smiles. And you've got to just, you know, be welcoming to everybody. And then, by George, as soon as you get in that car, you let him have it all over again all the way home. <laughs> and that's, I think, is what Kira's talking about, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know. Um, a lot of times, you know, we don't want people to see the messy in our lives, uh, you know, the things that we're broken from. But our spouse sees all of that. Um, and I think that's why you have such a deep connection with your spouse because they see all that and they love you anyway. So and they smell your feet. And they smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JD, poor JD. He's Kiara's feeder. <laughs> I think if uh, if you're single right now, um, I think everybody that's a single Christian, they develop this obsession that they have to find somebody to get married to, mm-hmm. and they spend all their energy and time trying to find somebody. And I did that, and you know, looking back on it now, being single is actually a really great opportunity for you to, because once you get married, you know, you've found that person and you're with that person, and if you're not careful, you'll spend so much time focused on them that you'll take away time from the Lord. Yeah. And but while you're single, don't spend all your time trying to find a girlfriend or a boyfriend to marry. Spend all your time trying to get closer to the Lord yeah. then. and Because you don't want to go into a marriage distant from God because then you've got to fill that gap with all the extra that yeah. you have to fight through. And if you're not going into that marriage close to the Lord and where you need to be with the Lord, then the devil's going to come in mm-hmm. in those holes yeah. and, and he'll pull you back farther. Yeah. There, sexual temptation is a real thing in the yes. world today. It's, yeah. it's all over TV. It's all over books. It's everywhere, and yeah. it, it's it's something that's very popular, um, and you know it's not talked about a lot in church. It's not talked about a lot among the women. The Bible says the elder women need to teach the younger, and the elder men we got to teach the younger men. Yeah. You know, but we kind of shy away from that. But you know, one one piece of advice I'll give you: when I was young, looking back, I learned from my mistakes back before I was ever in church is if you don't want to be tempted with sexual temptation, don't be alone with somebody. Yeah. Stay in a crowded room. Stay covered by people. Yeah. And, and that doesn't allow the devil an opportunity to get in because 
it, it's a hard thing to come back from if you're trying to live for the Lord. If you slip up and you fall into that, mm-hmm. yeah, the Bible says fornication is a sin against the yeah, body. Against, yeah. yeah. And and so that means it's a very personal sin that you commit. Not that it's worse than any other sin, but it's a sin that'll really do do damage to you personally. Yeah. And so you know that's one piece of advice I'd give anybody that's dating or, or single or, or, or hanging out with the opposite sex. Do not be alone. Amen. Everything you can do, don't be alone. Yeah. Even and, though it seems like you need to be alone. Right. Don't be alone. And that, that's right. Now, and here's the thing. Know where you stand before you get in that kind of position. Know where you stand before you get in the back seat of a car. If you This goes for a, a, a man or woman, either one. If you can't be with somebody that won't let you save yourself for marriage, yeah. in other words, that if they pressure, won't hold yeah. off and wait, then they're not worth marrying. They're not from the Lord. Uh, that's yeah. right. You you need to be able to... Uh, that's that's one thing I wish we could have went back and redone. Uh, if you could go back and redo things, there's there's things like that I want would like to go back and, and redone. And, uh, you know... This is somebody you plan on spending your life with, and and that's it goes to say this: if you if you're married and you have disagreements or you have arguments, don't give up. Yeah, you're going to get mad at each other. You're going to want to sleep. You're probably going to sleep on the couch a time or two away from each <laughs> other. Uh, I tell my wife all the time: the couch is a long way from the bed. And she said, "I'm not going to the. the you're not going to the couch." And I say, "Well, I never said I was." <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, That's when another, the black eye comes Another in. dad joke. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, know where you stand with the Lord uh, before you get into a position uh, uh, that you can't get out of or you're kind of obligated uh, when you get in that spot. And, and just to throw this one out there, too, real quick, uh, and then I'll shut up, but uh, if you're not selling apples, don't don't advertise apples. Um, you know, uh, don't don't... I don't know how to say it and be nice, but don't uh, don't dress inappropriate just to catch an eye of somebody. Because if that's what somebody's looking at, then they're in it for the wrong reason anyway. Yeah. Uh, so uh, be yourself. If you can't be yourself around your spouse, you can't be yourself around anybody. Yeah. Uh, that that's what I like so much about my wife. She sees me cry. She sees me laugh. Uh, she sees me uh, fall. She sees me mess up. <laughs> she sees all that and. Uh, uh, I've still managed somehow to hang on to her, so uh, uh, you, something must be right, and I and I know what that right is. It's God. That's right. I think um, at the end of the day, what we're trying to get across, we're getting ready to wrap things up here, but um, put God first in your marriage. If he's not in your marriage right now, he can be. Um, call out to him. Pray, you know, that he draws you to be saved. Um, if you know we've said this before but if anybody ever needs um, prayer if you don't want to go into detail about what you need prayer about you know maybe it's just something personal you can always just send a message privately that says you know just remember us in prayer Um, but our prayer for whoever listens to this is that you're able to call out to God and to be saved Um, and you know you and your spouse both put God in your marriage and and your marriage will last it's a work in progress it's never going to be perfect no matter what people tell you, um, Travis and I work on our marriage every single day, and we're not perfect at this and never will be perfect at, at being married. Um, but it is a work in progress. Pray for each other. Love each other. Put God first. And I said I was going to shut up, but I've got one more thing to say. Um, 
Jesus said that you know to the love your wife as Christ loved the church. Uh, the Bible tells us that to love love your wife as Jesus loved the church. And uh, I want to throw this out there to you, young men and older men, whatever, whoever's listening. I, I want to throw this out there. You're not macho when you talk bad to your wife in front of other men. Uh, that don't make you macho. That don't make you tough. Uh, to me, it belittles people uh, because if you mistreat your wife like that because you want to look macho in front of your buddies, uh, I'm glad Jesus don't do that to us. Amen. I'm glad he don't uh, put us down and, and uh, turn his back on us just because you know we want to look macho. Yeah. And the guys do that. I, I've done that uh, at the beginning of our marriage. I wanted guys to think that I rolled the roost at my house. And, and I know the husband's the head of the house, but it doesn't say that you are to make your wife a doormat. Uh, that not, that's not what the, the word tells us. Uh, so if I can give advice to you uh, young fellers and, and, and older fellers alike, uh, most marriages don't last because of stuff like that. Uh, if, you, if you have a problem with your spouse, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. As you take them by the hand and you go to an altar of prayer somewhere, it don't have to be the church, but if you want it to be at church, that'd be great. But you lead them to that altar and you both get down and you pray for God to put your marriage together and to hold it together and be the love that binds it there. And uh, that's what we had to do. We were mm -hmm. we were looking at divorce and, and we just ended up having to take it to the Lord and say, Lord, fix everything that's broken in my life. And he did. He, he's putting it back together. And I, I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm glad I never give up that we just went on through the tough times and kept, kept plugging along. I'll say too, though, uh, I just been thinking about this is if you and your spouse are getting into it or you're fighting over something don't go telling everybody else about it yeah you know yeah. that battle's not with them it's it's you and your spouse and nine times out of ten when me and Kiara's been fighting or we've been going at it for a while or something's been going on <laughs> when we actually finally sit down and talk about it we realize it's not that we're mad at each other it's not that we're fighting against each other it's that there's problems in our life that are yeah. causing us trouble and stress mm -hmm. and burdens that mm -hmm. we're bearing but instead of dealing with them as a team we start fighting against each yeah. other and i heard somebody say one time that you know it's not you against your spouse it's you two against everything else yeah. and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you're a team and you got to play like a team you got to live like a team you got to act like a team and you know jesus himself said a house divided cannot stand yeah. and um, you know the devil's looking to divide and conquer and that way that he can destroy um, everything that he can get his hands on but uh, if you notice that you and your spouse have been fighting a lot lately or you both seem to be in a bad mood all the time I'll tell you one thing you need to do for sure is instead of looking at all that they're doing wrong take a second and look at you yeah. and what you're doing wrong because yeah. 9 times out of 10 well, 10 times out of 10 actually you're always wrong <laughs> <laughs> not because your wife tells you you are or whatever but truly you're not perfect yeah. you aren't doing this right all the time and, and we I find that out a lot when we actually finally sit down and get down to it. There's nothing that can't be solved by just sitting down and talking, talking through it. And it's hard yeah. sometimes because I'm really bad when we get into it to like just shut down completely. Yeah. But I've learned in marriage that you have to open up. Even it's hard. And sometimes it takes me a while that I know every time we actually sit down and just hash it out and talk through our feelings that, you know, there's nothing that can be. And put yourself in your spouse's position and mm -hmm. just look at, just only looking at your side of it. Yeah. You can't go into it say, talking to your spouse about how they've been doing this wrong and they've been doing that wrong. You're not there to point out what they're doing wrong. You're there to fix the problem. Yeah. 
because like Travis said earlier, you're in this for life. Mm-hmm. It, not because you're chained with the ball and chain like them old singers used to say. <laughs> but if, if you committed yourself to somebody, you did it because you loved them. Yeah. You did it because you wanted to spend your life with them. And if you are going through that with your with your spouse right now, maybe you're going through, maybe you're separated right now. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and and uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, maybe you're broke up or husband and wife, you're split up or, or something like that. Uh, why not take this time and really ponder on what's going on and what you're about to give up and what you've let go and and just fall on your knees and ask God to just help you. And uh, if you're driving down the road or whatever you're doing, don't fall on your knees, but uh, <laughs> call out to him. Wherever you are, he's there, yeah. and he can hear you. You can't get too far away that God can't hear you. And call out to him, and, and don't be afraid to, uh, I speak to God just like I'm speaking to anybody else, and I tell him, he already knows my failures. He already knows what I'm going through, and I just tell him, Lord, I need you to fix it. And so instead of giving up or instead of uh, fighting and bickering, uh, won't you go to God right now and ask Him to help put it back together and fix what the enemy has tried to come in and, and tear apart. And He'll do that for you. Just trust that He'll do it and do it. And just like what your walk with the Lord, I say this a lot, is you can't let quit become an option. Yeah, True. You cannot let divorce become a choice. Yeah. You can't let cheating become a choice because yeah. if, as soon as you open that door, the devil's going to come in and yeah. he's going to stay as long as he can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that coworker at work that's been nice to you and been real friendly or that ex that you ain't talked to in forever that messaged you and all that stuff, you know, too much sugar hurts your belly. Yeah, uh, and, and, you <laughs> that's know, devices of the uh, devil. All those things, they seem so good when trouble's at home, yeah. when you're having mm-hmm. a hard time at home. And, and the devil, the Bible said, he can appear as an angel of light. Yeah. He can look good. He can make it look like it's what the Lord wants you to do or what I've heard many people, they'll cheat on their spouse and say, well, God put us together. God don't make sin. God don't encourage sin. That's right. And if something is drawing you to commit adultery or to cheat on your spouse, uh, you know, even though maybe you haven't physically touched them, if you, in your heart, Jesus said, if you lust after somebody Mm -hmm. and you want them and you want to choose them and you're willing to give it all up for them, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Um, There's going to be times that your spouse, if if you're a Christian couple, there's going to be times your spouse ain't going to feel like going to church. There's going to be times they ain't going to feel like getting down and praying, reading their Bible. They ain't going to feel like doing things the right way. But you need to be there to encourage them. Well, we're going to wrap things up. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And um, as always, we'll be praying for you all and you will be praying for us. I just wanted to put this out there. If you don't have a church to attend, you're always welcome to attend Spiral House of Prayer in um, Quincy. Um, 58 Kentucky Drive in Quincy. It's right there in Kentucky Heights. We would love to have you. If you can't make it to our church, go somewhere. Um, Our heart's desire is to see people saved and touched through this podcast. And as always, we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. See y'all. We probably won't be back next week. (laughs)